moment of the scene of the show there's no recap because why would we need one you know we already know where we are we're in new york we've been building up to it for a season we open on Times square with rhapsody and blue playing yep. and a big panning shot all around uh the scenery to ms rachel berry she's wearing like a striped coat uh and a, a beret for sure right Yes, yeah. There's some well, sort of hat. Yeah, and the fun thing is we get to we get reminded of all of the musicals that were on Broadway in 2011. Yeah, uh how to succeed in business without really trying with yep. Harry Potter in it. <laughs> yep. Um and then I think Wicked's up there. Um Wicked is still on Broadway, I think. I think it's still running. Yeah, it's definitely the longest running show in Broadway's history. Um No, that's definitely <laughs> Phantom. Uh, well, you bring that up because, like, as the scene, <laughs> as the scene actually gets into it and characters start talking to each other, we see that all the Glee Club are on these, um, like, red bleachers that are, um, they're in Times Square for real. Yeah. But I don't know, like, when I was in Times Square, because I've been there once a while back. Uh, oh, brag about a, it! I know, right? Like, wow, I'm so cool. Um, I'm very metropolitan, but from what I can remember there was like more shit like around like there wasn't just a bunch of empty space for people to sort of mill about like there were i don't know well maggie my question was it really windy because the audio on this scene is garbage because they filmed it in times square (laughs) yeah uh Rachel comes up to the Glee Club members on these red bleachers, and she's like, hey, guys, I got us all tickets to see the longest-running show on Broadway, Cats. And Which, yeah, Quinn knows that that's not true. How does yeah. Rachel not know Ex- what that I, is? Yes. Like, like yeah. The, the only the, other... That's the weirdest inconsistency in this episode, is that, like, <laughs> Rachel is, like, it doesn't know that Cats is, for one, considered one of the worst Broadway shows ever. <laughs> and, and also is not the longest running one. Like That's yeah. right. Um, yeah, so the the other part of the scene, so Kurt and the New Directions in general recount their rise to glory um, over the past two seasons. And they sing a little bit of New York, New York, because, of course, they have to, because, I don't know, it's in their contracts or something. Um but the the thing I wrote about this scene is it's weird because they all seem like friends. Yeah, I guess it's like sort of the exhilaration of getting to leave Lima together, you know? Yeah. Doing choir kid things like singing in public for no reason and making everyone uncomfortable. Like that's just sort of where they're at. <laughs> Yeah, well, and I would imagine that, like, you know, they're filming this in Times Square. These actors are actually friends in real life. They're just having a good time, you know? Um, But, I don't know. It feels weird. It doesn't feel real. (laughs) Which I will will be wrapping around to this. Don't Mm -hmm. don't worry. I will be wrapping around to this, but it does not feel real. So you think New York is an entire dream sequence? Is that what you are? Okay. Yeah, sure. I I can dig it. Uh, Because we don't see them get there. And no. we don't see them leave. No. You know, it's sort of like a like how sometimes in shows people just sort of be somewhere. Like, they'll talk about, like, how they need to go to a place, and then they'll just be there. Yeah. it's it, That's like a trope. 
And there's sometimes when it's turned around when someone will be like, wait, how did I even get here? And that's when they realize it was a dream. But no characters do that in this episode, Sam. So No. Well, I mean, at the end of it, we get Kurt talking to Blaine well, about we can't, their experience. We cannot talk about the Clane debrief now. <laughs> we? We, have, we have a whole New York sequence I, I told to go you, through. I told you we're going to get to it. It's just I want you to be aware I'm not convinced that this yeah. is real. I think they set the scene pretty well uh, for like this opening bit sure. here with Rhapsody yeah. in blue and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then we go to the hotel where we yes. see Will checking in. Uh, there's like a throwaway joke about how kids get separated by their sexual orientation in yeah. the other glee clubs here for nationals, which doesn't make sense. Well, I mean, really. I mean, honestly, it's the, not good. Also, we find out later that like they're all in one room together anyway for all the stuff they're doing. So, like, what is separating them going to do? Really? They have two rooms. That right. is what we hear. No, I know. This counter. So, Will is separating them by gender, which fine. They're whatever. It's we can't get into that right well, now. Well, actually, he but does. It's, it's he does have like six or seven children in one room. That yeah, is... well, and to be fair, I think he also does split them by sexual orientation because Kurt is definitely in the girls' room. Um, I'm fairly confident because I don't remember seeing him see... in the boys' room. Well, we never see any sleeping either. Right. It's confusing. Uh, yeah. Puck tries to order a Manhattan at, like, the hotel <laughs> bar, yeah. which, like, the joke is that he's too young to do it, but it's, <laughs> I mean, it is, like, a 30-year-old looking man. Well, that's the thing is I wrote, I wrote down that the bartender acts like Puck doesn't look 30, which is yeah! pretty good acting. Um, yeah. We also we also get a little moment where Finn pries into Rachel's love life, which is... Mm, mm. Finchel are discussing Quinn and Jesse. They talk about Quinn and how they're broken up now. And Finn's just like, and what about Jesse? And Rachel's like, I'm focused on nationals. I'm going to sing the best. Right. Yeah, yeah, of course. But yeah, so then Will calls a... Uh, meeting in a single hotel room, and he informs the kids he'll be locking them all in to write songs while he gallivants around the city. Seems sort of fucked up. (laughs) Just lock kids in a hotel room uh, and then bounce. Also, why is he the only chaperone? I don't know. The the other thing that I wrote about the scene is he's, like, unconvincingly lying to the kids. Yeah. Which, like, why even... Well, Just, we know where he's going. He's going yeah. to Broadway to see the Crossroads sign that is hanging there. Because guess what? Crossroads is on Broadway inexplicably. There's, <laughs> there's no reason. There's, um, there's no reason. Other than, like, this is Will's dream and it's happening. Right. Sure. The other note that I made is before Will leaves, we do see Brittany tracing a cup. On her page, yes. on like on her notebook, it's important. I just had to bring it up because it's important. Well, for um, the scene that's happening right now. Uh, right. Puck, Artie, and Brittany are debuting a number, a, a piece of art that they have created together. It is my cup. Yes, it's Definitely very good. better than my headband as a number overall, I think. But that's mostly because of uh, Brittany's... Brittany really sells it. She sort yes. of uh, gets really into it. The pause that she does well, with the... Uh, yeah, the I was gonna say I think Artie sells it pretty well too because he yeah. mimics the like drinking from a cup to inform us as to why the pa makes sense because it's yeah. like releasing breath after drinking, which is oh, it's a yeah. very good song. And there's also so there's a line that says more than a friend than a silly pup, my yeah. cup. 
Yes. Well, Which, yeah. what does that even, what does it mean? I, Maggie, it means that your cup that you can is put gin or coffee more in than a silly is, cup. is more a friend than a puppy would be. Yes. Yeah, I, okay. Um, so Puck's yeah. expression through the song is pretty good, too. <laughs> he looks like pain. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he knows the the best part. The Glee Club all has really good reactions. Where you know we see Rach or Santana kind of like s- giggling behind her hand, and some people like exchanging some like weird looks. But Puck definitely realizes this song is not flying as well as they thought it would. Yeah, like when they wrote it, um, it's very good. <laughs> uh, and then Quinn puts on a very orange coat. And tells them all, we're off to the city. We can't stay in this hotel room. And Finn tries to be like, but we have to write songs. Right, yeah. Will wanted us to write songs. I'm the leader. Listen to me. And Quinn's just like, hey, New York will write the songs for us. Yeah, Quinn is like, let's just leave. Finn has a stick up his ass. And then they do it anyway, because nobody listens to Finn. So last episode, the very last part of last episode was Quinn saying that she has big plans for New York. Oh my god, yes. What yeah. What are they? After seeing the, <laughs> this episode, what are her big plans? Maggie, we haven't gotten to them yet. Her nefarious plan comes later. And it rel- but it doesn't even come to fruition. It barely comes to like a planning stage. <laughs> it relies on someone else, well, specifically two other people, doing something that she could not have accounted for in any type of way. Um, yeah, she's supposed yeah. to have some sort of like big thing, like big New York thing. She's supposed to be moving to that lesbian colony right. that Santana but no. mentioned. But it's not happening. <laughs> Stupid. No. So then we get the big New York scene. Yeah. Uh, it is... Pretty, you know, uh, splashy. We've got the entire club just running around different parts of the city. I bet the parts yep. of the city that are very far away from each other. Yes. Uh, I can't confirm that. Uh, so it's a uh, mashup of I Love New York and New York, New York. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. On my first watch, I thought this was an original song because the lyrics to I Love New York are so basic and awful. Like, yeah. sorry, Madonna, but that song sucks. And then this rendition also sucks. It's very I, bad. What? I hate this. I, I really like it. I I don't know. I, I Mostly, I, I when I realized that it was a Madonna song, it's like, oh, I shouldn't hate this as much as I do. But I when I rewatched it, I was just like, I hate this song a lot. Like, their rendition is just like... It feels like it's trying to be like hip hoppy, and it feels like I it's just trying so. too much. Just, I just, it I just hate it. It feels like a big "I want" sort of number, kind of, it like a like a weird. I don't want to say like love song to the city because it's not, you know. Right. Well, but yeah. it's it's definitely just these. Uh, it captures the spirit of these kids, sort of, you know. Yeah. Being in a being in the big city. Taking a bite out of that big apple. I think part of it might be that I'm really soured by the fact that Finn has the opening lines and also like the weird like oh, yeah. pseudo rappy bit in the very middle. But Santana. Like, Santana Santana is good. Don't get me wrong. It's just that I really hate Finn. And he sings in literally every song this episode and I just want to kill him and myself when I watch it. It's very bad. <laughs> it's very bad. So speaking, so speaking of Finn, we go to the boys' hotel room. We've returned to the hotel. Uh, so we've got Puck and Sam and Artie and Finn. Mike's there. I don't think Kurt's there. 
and then we move to the girls' room after this scene. I don't think Kurt's there either. So I don't know where Kurt is. He's figuring out a way to break into the wicked sure. uh, stage. <laughs> right. Finn Finn tells them all, oh, I really, I think that our best way to win is if I sing a duet with Rachel. And all of them are like, yeah, sure, dude, well, whatever. Well, we know you want to fuck him. her. Mike's, yeah. like, Mike's like, yeah, I want to win. That means we have to have you two duet, which it's like, that, no. I mean, yeah. no, I don't, don't. Yeah, is I the don't think like that's yeah. a lie. Exactly. That's that's one of the I think that's one of my biggest issues with this episode and has also just happened multiple times is that for some reason there's this idea for like that. They're just trying to make us believe that Finn has to sing a duet with Rachel for them to be good. And I'm like, yeah, Rachel is your probably your best singer. But when she sang by herself, it was amazing. You could just do that. I don't yeah. need a duet. Yeah. Here's the thing about it, right? It sort of feels like they wrote this episode when they wrote the first episode of season two. Right. right? They knew what their conclusion was going to be because they've been building up to it this whole time. So they wrote this episode and then worked backwards. They're like, okay, we're going to have to find a way for Finchel to break up so that they can have some sort of reconciliation in New York. That was their... I mean, I think you're giving them way too much credit, but sure. Yeah. So here's the thing. Finn says he wants to sing with Rachel. Everyone else yeah, is like, and sure. Finn's also, he's sort of waffling about it. And Puck is like, well, dude, just ask her out already. You broke up with Quinn. Don't you want to get your dick wet? And then Finn's like, yeah, <laughs> well, man. And then they high five. I mean, it's essentially that because Puck does say a pretty misogynistic thing about yeah. how watching a chip flick all the way through will make you grow a vagina. And then Sam says yeah. a thing about being homeless, which I was like, this is a great scene. Well, what Sam says is he's like, yeah, man, get on that. I would if I wasn't homeless. Which <laughs> like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, oh god. And so the counterpoint to the scene, we cut to the girls' room where they're having a pillow fight. Okay, listen. Brad Falchuk, Ian Brennan, and Ryan Murphy don't know how straight people talk to each other or interact with each other. So it's either that they're, you know, doing the conversations that these people have, which are totally out of this world bonkers, or they're doing pillow fights. Well, and honestly, I think part of it might be that, like, none of them have been a teenage girl ever, so they don't understand yeah. that, like, that's not something that teenage girls that it's a do. Yeah, like, <laughs> anyway. The, also, the... why why are they staying at a hotel that has feather-stuffed pillows? I don't know. That seems how expensive. Much mo- how much money are they pushing yeah. onto this, uh, these Glee Club kids? How many? How much taffy did they sell? I, I don't know, because that's a part of it, is they're like, I would expect them to be staying in, like, a motel or something, you know? Yeah. But apparently, Will Schuster doesn't spare any expense. During this pillow fight, Rachel's like, I'm trying to write, ugh, and then gets a text from Finn. Says, meet me at a at the bridge or a bridge? I don't remember. Um, a bridge. A, br- a special bridge <laughs> in New York City. Yes. Then we see Will singing on stage at Crossroads. Yeah. Uh, I'm not even sure this song is, like, on the... No, it is. It is on the the main list. So, it is uh, Still Got Tonight. Yeah. And let me tell you, my friends, it is from Matthew Morrison's debut studio album. Is it really? Yes. Oh, my God. Of course. <laughs> well, see, that's... Okay, because here's the thing about this scene... At the end of it, some bigwig hears him and is like, kid, you've got it, or whatever, which I was like, okay, I'm so over this scene already anyway, but this song sounds like it's straight out of a 
2000s band. Like, yeah, it like, does. <laughs> very much like a like kind of alt, like, emo-esque, like... Here. Uh, it's just, yeah. The song it's... itself received average reviews, but its inclusion in the show was met with criticism for, quote, <laughs> shameless self-promotion. <laughs> Unquote. The only time in Glee that anyone's been shamed for anything. Oh. <laughs> no, that's... Oh, my God. I, I am ashamed for him at this point. Like, I thought it was just some shitty number they wrote for the... For Crossroads. Yeah, exactly. But no, it is from his studio album. Wow. I, I didn't even know he had one. <laughs> I didn't either. What a shill. Okay. Um, some guy finds him, tells me he's got it, and Will feels proud of himself, that I guess. That part is weird. Like, it's just some, like, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've, I've been in Broadway a long time. and Let me tell you, kid, you, you got it. You got the talent. And Will's just like, thanks, man. <laughs> thanks, mister. Um, no, <laughs> thanks, the- sir. It's my dream. Once again, we're just in the same boat of... Th- it's going to happen a lot this episode where people tell Will and Finn that they're really good at things when we have no oh, proof that that's true. God. So, um, yeah. So, so let's next move scene on. is the Finchel date. Work yeah. date, we should say. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Finn broke up with Quinn so that he could fulfill this Rachel fantasy. Right. Uh, but, but that's what the the writers did that. You know, right. yeah. he is wearing a suit. Rachel is wearing a dress. And uh, when Rachel comes up to him, she's like, wow, we're both dressed nicely. And Finn's like, of course, for our well, work date. Yeah, that's OK. Because Finn specifically told her to dress nice in the text message. Surprise, we're both dressed nicely. This yeah. whole thing is so stupid. So Rachel's Rachel's the best part of this scene. She's yes. wearing a, a like a light blue number with this sort of fur shawl yes situation yeah. and her hair looks really cool they end up going to sardis yeah yeah like a famous e- eatery what <laughs> yes is, sardis is like a thing right <laughs> i think so i didn't really do homework on that i, 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 I assume either. so mostly because they run into patty lapone there they which do is... they run into the real patty lapone patty lapone did a cameo in this episode of glee yes so Rachel politely is like, hi, I love you. And then Patty Lapone is really nice to her, which I yeah. felt it's really cool. Like, well, Patty Lapone is just like, oh, well, you know, never give up. Yeah. <laughs> and we're just like, I, I won't. Never. Yes. It's very good. That's the main thrust of this episode, in a way, is confirming that Rachel is supposed to move out of Lima, is yes. supposed to be the big star or whatever. Yeah. At the end of this work date, they're, like, walking at night somewhere. The weird thing about Glee in New York is that there's no people anywhere. Like, there's very right. few um Well, Maggie, non- Maggie they, Glee they, marked off, they marked off the street so the tourists wouldn't get in the shot. So. I guess. But that's part of, like, the New York flair is having, like, a bunch of tourists who don't know how to walk on sidewalks, like, getting in your way, right? Like, that's part of it. Yeah, that's that's definitely what the people who live in New York really enjoy about the city. I um, bet. Yeah. That and the garbage smell that's ever-present. <laughs> and it's always wet there, apparently. Anyway, yeah. um, the... The other boys of Glee serenade them during the scene with Bella Note. Listen, which this is... is the best song of season two. Which <laughs> is from Lady and the Tramp, which is amazing. Uh, um, I, lo- I love that. Because there's, yes. there's like some sort of line where Finn's like, 
and this is the part of the romantic comedy where I kiss you. And I was like, you mean Lady and the Tramp? Like the yeah. dog well, movie? Well, that's so Finn reveals to Rachel that this is, in fact, a real date, not just a work date. Rachel's just like, yeah, I I gathered. <laughs> yeah, Finn comes in for the kiss, and Rachel, like, right before it happens, like, no, I can't do this. I can't. I, um, and My then, art. I just thought it was funny because Finn then says, take a chance on me. And then we're just oh, like, yeah. Rachel like runs away. And I was like, oh, she just got an ABBA idea. <laughs> that part is just so weird because what? Finn, you are not a chance. Like there's no, no there's no chance taking by kissing Finn. There's just <laughs> settling. Yeah. Yeah. Letting, letting the darkness caress you for the rest of time. I guess, and it's not like Finn's that interesting or attractive no. or even nice. No. Uh, so I don't know why Rachel is even slightly interested in him, let alone like continually interested over an entire season. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't <laughs> make sense. And why is Finn suddenly back into Rachel? It doesn't make know. sense either because no. he should still be mad that she kissed Puck. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. I am so angry about it yeah but i'm well, glad that rachel turns turns him down and just sort of dramatically flounces away that's what yes. i want the the fun part too is that she flounces away and finn kind of just stands there looking dejected but the song keeps going the, yeah the song keeps going the boys keep singing <laughs> which begs the question are they actually there yeah. because i don't think if if I were serenading someone with Bella Note, I would stop if she rejected them. Yeah, like that. The good night ends after that. You don't. It's, it's not it's a good done. night anymore. Yeah. So, but it's a good scene. Um, mostly because Rachel rejects Finn. Yeah. So the next scene, Kurt comes and gets Rachel in the morning, and they go get breakfast at Tiffany's. They're eating bagels outside of Tiffany and Company. Yes. And this is where Rachel shares her college secret with Kurt. She's like, I love New York. I'm coming back here for college. And Kurt is in. He's like, let's do it. We'll do it together. Blaine's in. You can bring Finn, I guess. Well, well, they they have a little conversation about that because Rachel's like, well, but like, I don't know what to do about Finn because it seems like he's into me again. And like, I don't know, New York. And Kurt's like, Oh, the classic conundrum, career versus love. And I'm like, no, not really. Uh, yeah, not really at all. But, but Cause, yeah. Because Rachel is, what, like 17? Yeah, it's exactly. Not it's not love. I'm just, it's uh, yeah. Not. The, then they go and break into the Gershwin Theater, which is where Wicked was playing. This part still is be playing? wild. Okay, <laughs> yeah. they walk over there to see the, like, the Wicked poster or whatever. And that's when Kurt's like, we have to get in there. <gasps> We have to break in there. And then they're just inside. There's no... There's no there's, heist scene? Are no. you upset about the lack of a heist scene? There's just no moment where they're actually doing the thing, which makes it more dreamlike in a way. Yes. They think about it hard enough that they're suddenly there. Well, ah, you know what's stupid. fun? You know what's fun is they're like, we got to break in. And the, immediate, the next scene is them immediately getting caught. <laughs> Yeah. Having broken it's in. It's like a security guard being like, you can't be in here. <laughs> Dumb. Yeah, his name is Mo. I checked. And oh, cool. And he, he lets them have 15 minutes because he recognizes that they are, in fact, Midwestern flyover state inhabitants who yeah, he says just have a big like, dream. Oh, are you from Iowa? And they're like, oh, no, we're from Ohio. 
<laughs> but yeah, none of this makes any sense. But you no. know what? I am here for it because they go up on stage and then they sing for good, which is very good. Here's my unpopular opinion. I think it's a lackluster final number uh, for a show like Wicked. I think the rest of the Wicked uh, songs are much better than for good. Sorry. You're welcome to that opinion. I might not agree with it. I think the performance that they do is fine. Uh, Kurt is Glinda and Rachel is Elfie. And um, can we talk about their outfits for a second? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) So Kurt's wearing a suit and Rachel's wearing a dress. It's got red and black hashtags on it. It's pretty cool looking. But I was really struck by all the costuming in this episode. It seems that everyone, except for probably Finn, really planned their uh, New York outfits very meticulously. Yeah. At least all the all the fashion type people. Finn right. wears like four puffy vests <laughs> well, over the course of an hour maybe, or so. Maybe the same puffy vest. The thing I noticed is that Kurt has a weird pseudo flock of seagulls haircut in yeah. this scene, which is well, questionable. It's, it's quaffed for sure. <laughs> it's like straight up, you know? Yeah. Which, Straight up yeah. and then sort of to the side, which is well, Kurt's go-to move, but it is voluminous. The weird part is I felt like there were two, like, not very distinct, but, like, kind of two separate curls in it, which is why I got mm, the, like, mm, flock of mm. seagulls, like, feel. There, There's no big valley in between them, though. No, that's true. They sing for good. I like this song a lot. I feel like this is a really good rendition of the song. One of the things that I think is weird about this, so we met Patti Lapone. Yeah. In this universe. We did. Um, so... Who in the Glee universe Who is Idina Menzel? Yeah, Idina Menzel and Kristen Chenoweth. They're both on Glee. They're both on the show. First of all. So here's what we have here's what we say about that. They do exist. Okay. Yeah, and they have Shelby Corcoran just looks a lot like her. And (laughs) Shelby Corcoran Rhodes just looks a lot like Yeah. Shelby Corcoran just was her identical twin that they were separated at birth. And yeah. April Rhodes, weirdly the same situation. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but really, we're not supposed to think about it that much. That's th- that's the problem. You know, Glee doesn't yeah. need to make excuses for itself. We just need to accept it. Except for the fact that all of these other Broadway people are actual real people. Yeah. Spring Awakening is a thing in this universe. And Rachel and Jonathan or sorry, Leah Michelle and Jonathan Groff were two of the <laughs> yes. lead cast members when it actually was on Broadway. It just but hurts. is Spring Awakening a thing in this universe? Is it? I don't think they're allowed to sing any of the songs because they're too edgy. But if they were, maybe. I mean, they sing them on Rise, so close they enough. They do. But um, it's, no, we can't talk about Rise, okay? Because I just finished episode eight and it's actually getting really good. And I don't want to hear you complain about a show you haven't even watched. Fair enough. So at the end of this, Rachel realizes that she only feels alive, truly alive, truly non-robotic when she's on stage uh, singing her little heart out. Yeah, I put down Rachel decides she loves her career. So yeah, so it's not a choice between love and career. Not her career, it's just sort of her singing. Yeah. Well, it will be her career, Maggie. Obviously, but let's cut to the next scene where Quinn reveals her nefarious plan, which is to rat out Kurt and Rachel so they get suspended by Shu, and then Glee can't perform at nationals. Oh, the horror! Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking stupid. 
it's it's such a like like a sad sabotaging also right? because yeah. Quinn's just upset, I guess. I feel like this sort of hones in on how Quinn is just obsessed with this kind of media implanted narrative. Yeah. That she can't move away from. We know Quinn is smart. We know Quinn is determined at the right. very least. Yeah. But she it seems just kind of completely broken by this breakup with Finn. Even yeah. though it happened literally in a second and it doesn't make any sense. And so part of this, we get more information because it's Santana, Brittany and Quinn are in the hotel room because Quinn was hogging the bathroom or something. Yeah. Um, Santana tells her to get over it and uh, hands her her ass for being a twat. As the unholy trinity, they just sort of work together to be like, Quinn, you're being an idiot. We're in New York. Let's be happy for once. And then Santana is like, yeah, boys suck. Stop being with Finn. Let's get you a haircut. Quinn bemoans how the, quote, popular girls don't have love. How, like, Ugh. every other girl in the Glee Club has love. Which I thought was kind of ironic because she says this to Santana. Um, yeah. Who is with Brittany. They're literally standing in front of her. And then uh, there is a weird little moment. because So that's the thing. There's a weird moment where she says that to their faces. And then... Later, Santana's like, I know how I can help you. And then Quinn is like, sorry, I'm flattered, but I'm not into that. Which, yeah. So you know. But do you know? Like, what? Anyway, it's, they get a it's haircut. It's stupid yeah. because they they just don't do good service to Quinn as a character. No. Yes. Quinn deserves so much more than what yeah. she is given. I know we're going to get a lot more. We're, we get punk Quinn next season. Sure. Yeah. And I'm definitely looking forward to that. And this is leading up to that, obviously, because she's right. having her narrative fall down a- around her. You know, no prom queen, no jock boyfriend, right? no long, beautiful tresses, because she does get that haircut. She does, but it looks amazing. What are you talking about? No, it does. Yeah. I'm not saying it doesn't. The next scene is Will at the hotel with Mr. Sergeant Handsome. <laughs> Dr. Sergeant Mr. Handsome. Dr. Um, Sergeant Mr. Handsome is here to talk about how his choir kids are attractive. But also he hates them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They they just share a drink. And that's when he reveals to Will that he knows his Broadway secret. Yeah. So that's the part that I'm really confused about. Will is like flabbergasted that anyone would know that he's going to Broadway. And it's like... They tell if people. He, yeah. Crossroads has a sign. Yeah. So if Will is performing in it, there, it's people on would the know. Internet. Yeah. <laughs> Goolsby knows. He's congratulating Will for, for achieving that because it's something he could never do. And that's why he hates his kids because they can achieve those types of things too. Will tells us he loves his kids or whatever. Who gives a shit? Goolsby said yeah. th- that they're like not baked properly which is such a lie god it's so frustrating new directions is only beautiful people we know that already yeah it's true but it's just i i like that line though yeah just as an insult yeah will cries uh during this conversation like he's so overwhelmed with his love i guess and then sergeant handsome says see you on the ice yeah. And leaves. <laughs> then, then we cut to Will delivering pizzas to the Glee room because he thinks they've been there Pizza the whole party. day, I guess. He finds out that the kids found out 
from from Goolsby that he is going to Broadway. They all seem super bummed about it. And Will, on the spot, decides he is not going to do it because they're all so bummed about it. Yeah. Um, but that's not <laughs> what happens. Like, they just sort of like, no, we want to accept you. Right. Uh, we, yeah. We want you to go to we want you to go to Broadway. We're going to do great at nationals for you, Will. And then they all group hug. Well, except he does say, I'm not going to do it because we have work that we need to do. But and isn't it's like, that a lie? Well, yeah, because that's the thing. You've already made it very clear that you're going to help them with nationals, and then you're going to do this after that when it wasn't important anymore. But apparently not. I have... Will is an idiot. And the also scene is terrible. confusing, but no, I'm telling you, like, Will does does it. He does the Broadway thing. So well, this that's, scene... not, that's not what this... You're, you're interpreting the scene Well, except, Maggie, wrong? I swear, I swear <laughs> that in this scene he does say... I'm not going to do it. But it's not true. Like, that's not what happens. Okay, but in this scene, Will explicitly says that he's not going to do the musical anymore because everyone is, is so before? bummed. Rachel's like, no, we accept you, Will. We want you to do the thing. It is might that be before, before that? that. It might be before that, but then there's no resolution. Why would there be? There doesn't I don't need know. to be. <laughs> they could be like, oh, he's actually going to do it. I don't know. Nah, they no all way. hug. They all hug. Is that supposed to tell me that he's actually going to do it? I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> I, I mean, Will shouldn't touch the children. But... <laughs> I agree. Well, to be fair, Puck, Puck initiates it, and he's yeah, he definitely 30 years old. Full bear hug. Full yeah. man-on-man hug right there. Yep. Let's get the dirty business It's nationals. Here. It's nationals. The national sequence is beginning right yes. now. Yes. New Directions have a little pep meeting out in the uh, foyer, I guess, yeah. of this big theater, talking about how they're going to do so great. The girls are in black dresses with little black booties, and the boys are also in black. I think it's black shirts and black vests. The part I caught on here is that I think Will says the top 50 glee clubs of the nation are here. Yeah. Which state doesn't get to go? Because Lima, supposedly Vocal Adrenaline is also in Ohio, right? Oh, yeah. So, like... Damn. Th- that's a good <laughs> thing you noticed. Damn. Okay. Yes. Well, maybe it's not one from every 50 states. Maybe there's just 50 regionals or... Well, then which states have to share a regional, do you think? Rhode Island. And, and Connecticut? Yeah. Connecticut. That makes sense. I was going to say... New Hampshire and Vermont. North and South Dakota. Yeah, or... Uh, Alaska and Hawaii. Oh, totally. And uh, Puerto Rico doesn't even... They're no. not even Oh, no, in. no. Maggie, they're not Americans. Everyone knows that. Oof. That that was a joke. I just want to make yeah, that clear. I know. I understand. Puerto Ricans are definitely Americans. We jump yeah. into, the, into the actual competition of it all pretty quickly here we have yeah. an all-femme choir they're wearing white sort of angelic looking dresses yeah and then they start singing usher <laughs> yeah well the best part is that these dresses barely go down to halfway down their thigh so what well it's just funny because you, they're doing you, these like dance motions because they're doing these dance motions where they're like thrusting upwards with their hips yeah so like their they dresses are. like fly up and it's just very funny, but also very good. It's a very good performance. It's the Usher song, if you're wondering. It's uh, Yeah, that's yeah, the name of the song. With an exclamation point. Uh, <laughs> I really like it. I wish that this choir was our choir instead of the New Directions. I wish this choir was even fucking named. You know what? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to give them one of the names right now. They're yes. the Waffle Toots. The Waffle Toots. Okay. 
Will leaves in the middle of their performance very rudely and yes. goes out to the lobby to see Dustin Goolsby buying shirts at the little stand or whatever. And he's like, oh, yeah, Will, I buy shirts for all the choirs that we lost. I have the kids sign them. Uh, we, we beat, I mean, yeah. lost, whatever. Well, yeah. And... Then they take out their dicks and measure them. Because <laughs> well, Will Will buys Goolsby a shirt after hearing this to prove that, like, oh, we're going to win. Yeah, and I'm going like, to send you, you a, this are shirt. Are you a large Goolsby? Uh, extra large, Will. How is how is Dustin Goolsby an extra large? I, I don't know. Maybe he likes some real billowy. Because <laughs> he, lo- he looks like he would wear, like, a, like a Small. huge large. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just, it's dick measury. It's not really worth talking it's about. It's stupid. And I, I don't care about Will. So the yeah. next scene is Rachel in the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, she hears puking noises and is like, Santana? Oh Which, my God. shady. That's... And <laughs> <laughs> then we see that it's actually Sunshine Corazon. She's yep. in there nervous puking. Uh, and she wants her visa revoked so that she well, can get out of vocal adrenaline. The best part is Rachel starts the scene by mocking Sunshine for yeah. puking. Um, and then Sunshine reminds us that Rachel is a terrible person and Rachel kind of feels bad. It's Basically. Like, Rachel turns around and gives her like a pep talk, apologizes for sending her to the crack house. Yeah. Hugs her and is like, listen, the only reason I was mean to you is because you were talented. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sunshine is like, I can't go out there. I can't sing. And Rachel says, if if you uh, need strength, just look at me in the audience. Sing to me. And then we cut immediately to Vocal Adrenaline's performance. Sunshine is up in the front of the stage, of course, singing an original song, it turns out, from Glee, As Long As You're There. It's not good. Well, I actually, I wrote down that I didn't realize this is an original song. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize it was, it was an original song either, which, sh- isn't that a bad thing? Like, shouldn't I notice? <laughs> I don't know. It the, the main thing is that it definitely comes off as a very, like, we've seen Vocal Adrenaline perform before, and it's like, we've, we've also been told by Jesse what their strategy is, which is yeah. put your best singer in the front of the stage and then have everyone else dance behind them. At least... At least when Jesse was their like main person, he danced. Like he danced yeah. with the uh, body of the choir or whatever. That's when true. he wasn't dramatically playing that piano. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Sunshine, all she's done this season is just stand and sing. She's a really good singer, if that helps. Like But she's fine. Like everyone yeah. on the show is a really, is a good, really singer. good singer. Yeah. We don't have any sort of spectrum here because right. everyone's good. Even people who are supposedly not good sound good so that's true how am i supposed to measure if like what she who she is right it it sort of feels like to me that they just didn't want to pay the actor for the extra rehearsal time that it was going to take to learn the musical numbers that's just what it comes across as During this performance, uh, at, really right at the very beginning, Sunshine is visibly nervous and finds Rachel in the crowd. Rachel gives Sunshine a thumbs up. Um, because she's making something right. Well, Sam. okay, yeah. So Finn Finn is like, what are you doing? And Rachel tells him, I'm, quote, making something right. Okay, let's Maybe talk about this. Maybe you to that crack house, Rachel. Yeah, no, 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 no. Giving someone a thumbs up for their performance is not... Making up for sending them to a crack house. It yeah. just isn't. It's it just not. isn't. It, this show does not have a good metric of how human interaction works. No. Furthermore, let's get to the Finchel pre-show. 
talk. <laughs> okay. So Finn comes up to her and is like, now that I'm into you again, you don't want to be with me. And Rachel yeah. tells him that she's focused on her dreams. She yes. is a dream. She is a dream manifested. She can only sing forever. Right. And that's when we find out that Finn wrote the song they're about to sing because Rachel compliments it. Oh my God. Uh, Cause that's how we know it's good. Is that Rachel compliments Tells us it's it amazing. before it happens. Yeah. So they go out and they they sing the ding dang thing. She essentially tells him she loves New York more than him. And then there's a lot of face close ups. And then they sing this song, which is named Pretending. Pretending. It's about actually saying the things you feel. Yeah. And when are you going? Yeah. yeah, When are you going to finally give in? those sort of vibes. Yeah. It's so it's boring and slow, first of all. It's very beat heavy. It's boring. Yeah, it's, it's very boring. <laughs> it's very like strictly on the beat and each word is on the beat and it's just boring as hell. That's how a lot of pop songs were in like 2011. So True. you can't super begrudge it for that. But also it's so fucking dull because it's just the two of them singing at each other, which has happened so many goddamn times. And yes. then the big thing happens. They kiss. Yeah, it's really gross. The The other point we have to make is that Jesse is in the audience for this because he oh, couldn't yes. stay away. He jumps in and sit next, sits next to Will and it's like, I couldn't stay away. And Will says, from this or from her, which, which okay. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they <laughs> kiss overly at the dramatic. Of, yeah, they kiss at the end of this song, which is gross. Um, yeah, Finn goes in for it and Rachel's just like, yeah, okay. And then we get a some interesting... Uh, artistic choices from Mr. Brad <laughs> Falchuk. Yes. The audience empties out and it's just Rachel and Finn on the stage. The camera goes like 360 around them a couple times yeah. and they're lit purple with purple lights. Honestly, I didn't pay that much attention to this because it's fucking stupid. I hate yeah, this. Yeah. Okay. So we've talked about it before. How Glee is good when it leans into the drama. You know, yeah. when they sing Bella Norte and Rachel sort of flounces off into the night. Right. But this could be considered dramatic, you know, yeah. sort of a impromptu kiss with, cam- with f- fancy camera work and shit. But it's not good drama. It's no. just sort of rehashing old, boring garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's we 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 end up talking about this kiss a lot, but I have to agree with multiple people in the show. It's just super unprofessional. It comes off yeah. as like it, really amateur. Your mid performance, yeah. Jesse yeah. in the audience is like, "Was that scripted?" And Will says, "No." Yeah, Will looks very cowed and sheepish, and just like, "No." It just is so dumb. Yeah. The the best part, I do have to say the best part about this, the audience doesn't clap. Will has to start the clapping (laughs) because no one one in the audience will clap for this. Which is intense because it's a glee audience, you know? (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) And they were feeling the beginning of the song. They were screaming or whatever. And then the kiss (laughs) happens and then it's complete silence. (laughs) Yes. This transitions into their second number, which is a big group number. Thank God. It's called Light Up the World. Another original song. Santana leads at the beginning. Artie and Britney it's, lead for um, a bit of it. It's very good. It's pretty like, 18s. <laughs> yeah. In, con- in comparison to what they just did, this is like a million times better. So I'll take it. Allow me to read you something. Are you ready? Sure. <clears throat> 
The song was written by the series music producer, Adam Anders, Swedish pop music producer, Max <laughs> Martin, Pierre Astrom, that's a Swedish name, Kavan Kochtia, and Johan Schuster. So, uh, my Swedish pop group thing is not that far off. No. <laughs> kind of got wow. it right at, right there in one. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, Brittany, Artie, and Santana take the lead on most of the song, which means that it's pretty good. I like it. Yeah. There is a bit where Finn leads, of course, because like I said, he literally sings in every song, which kind of sucks, but the rest of it is pretty good. The other note that I had about this is at the very end of the song, they celebrate on stage, which is also very unprofessional. Yeah. They just like, start like screaming and cheering which is like you're an idiot this is nationals you're not that good then we go out into the foyer where we see them congratulating themselves about this performance they're they're all rubbing each other's backs and jerking each other off you know pretty typical stuff just in a full circle and then finn talks to rachel and he's like hey that kiss though wasn't it awesome and rachel's just like "Uh uh-huh and that's when jesse comes over and gives him a real verbal lashing. <laughs> yes. he. He's like, that kiss was very unprofessional and honestly probably cost you everything here at Nationals. Which Finn is like, no, it was the Superman of kisses because oh. I'm a man. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that part where he's just like, it was the Superman of kisses. It was the best kiss. Time stopped. And Rachel's just like, yeah, totally. So here's what I wrote down. Finn condescendingly tells the four-time national show choir champion yeah. that he's wrong. Like, yep, yep. <laughs> and he's he is like, you're just you're just jealous. You don't right. know what's right. And that part is correct. Jesse is definitely jealous because he's in love with Rachel, but he's also right. Like, you <laughs> shouldn't kiss someone on stage. Right. No, it's he he's definitely not just jealous. He is jealous, but like not not in any sense of making him unable to make good decisions about what makes a good show choir performance because he definitely knows how to do that and then we get the top 10 posting yes and new directions is all very excited they're all hustling through the crowds they all meet up in like a big circle away from it and are like what are we gonna do and then one of them is like we should probably look at the top 10 list and i was like (laughs) yeah you think what and then they move over to it like you were saying will looks at it and then he returns to them and they're like so and will says you're not on there it's nope no No. (laughs) (laughs) big surprise good job idiots nicely done finchel you ruined the whole thing for everyone then we flash back to Lima basically immediately. Yeah, but before we get back there, I just did want to make a note. There is literally a group on the top 10 list named the Waffle Toots. I'm pretty sure that's probably a reference to the Whiffin Poofs, oh, okay. who are a real acapella group. Fair enough, but like most of them are like song puns for the names of these choirs, but... It's just, I, I saw that one and couldn't help myself writing it out because it's, it's very good. So let's talk about Nationals for a second before we get back to Lima. We talked about it before, like, how are they going to show that there's more than three choirs here? Yeah. They well, didn't. They, sh- they, they showed us three choirs. <laughs> they so. showed us three choirs. I thought you were going to get upset if that's what happened. I would be more upset if it wasn't implied that there were nine other choirs that yeah. were better than them. Beat it's them definitely out for the top implied 10. that yeah. there are a lot of choirs performing. Right. I sort of wish we'd gotten to see more. 
Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, the, the problem is they filled it up, and, and Dustin Goolsby pointed this out earlier in the episode. The kids, like the New Directions kids, just mooned over New York for the whole episode. So, like, that was where all of it went. I like that. I think they could have gotten rid of at least one of the conversations between Will and Dustin Goolsby, because there's three of them. <laughs> like, we don't need that many. Maggie, Matthew Morrison paid a lot of money to be on the show so he could chill <laughs> his own album. You think he's paying his own way? All those vests belong to him. <laughs> I think part of the problem is there just wasn't enough time. And I didn't want to sit through, like, a two-hour-long episode of Glee, so I'm okay with it. If they were going to do an extra-long episode, why not do this one? You know, like the... Yeah, good point, yeah. The one that's on location and has and, more interesting things to look at than the fucking hallway. And is a finale for a season, uh, you know. So, we're back in Lima. We're back yes. in uh, the Hellmouth. We are in the Lima Bean itself. Yes. Plane is having a conversation. Kurt's yes. basically like running through what happened uh, yeah. to Blaine. Uh, Blaine's just got his head in his hand and is sort of looking dreamily at Kurt uh, yes. while he's talking. And Kurt uh, mentions the Finchel kiss, and Blaine's like, "That was totally un- unprofessional, by the way." You know, I just, <laughs> yes. just want to no. get in there and say that. And then yep. he's, he's like, "But continue, yeah." So then we find out after after the performance, Santana kind of lost it in the hotel room, yeah. and we cut to. That clip, Santana is screaming at Rachel. Three people are restraining her. She's screaming at her in Spanish, in but Spanish, they're not. It's not anything that is rude. No, it's just I'm from Lima Heights. I'm proud. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what we do in Lima Heights? Well, it's Lima Heights adjacent. We oh, should, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, my mistake. Why not have her scream something actually offensive at Rachel if you're going to do it in Spanish anyway? Yeah. Well. <laughs> I think I think it's in Spanish to remind us that she's a fiery Latina. Uh probably. Yikes. God damn Yikes. it. Yikes. Yeah. That felt bad me saying it. It felt well, bad. I mean, you're not you're not the one who implied it. Glee and is the I'm one not who the one writing it. it. No. So we get that little clip and then we cut back to Blaine after Kurt has kind of run through how all of this went to hell. Blaine says, You don't seem that sad at all. And and then Kurt talks about all the things that he loved about New York, about how he got to sing with Rachel on the Wicked stage, and how he got got to to fly on a plane. Yeah, Yeah, fly on a plane for the first time and eat bagels or something. And Blaine's just like, "I love you." Yeah, it's very sweet. Yeah, there's a real very sweet. Kurt Kurt does return the L bomb. He he kind of swats back to. They're in love. It's great. Okay. Here's the thing. Yeah. Blaine seems a little, not disappointed, but intrigued, intrigued by the fact that Kurt wasn't sad about them not doing well at nationals. Yeah. He's, he's interested. He's interested in the fact that Kurt (laughs) should have had a bad experiences by all accounts, all of the things lined up for him to have a bad experience. So this is, is this Blaine's second big boy plan? (laughs) Yes, it is, and it did not work again. I don't understand why he's not, like, ripping his hair out in frustration. Maybe he's just had a he, lot of time. He does seem a little, like, exasperated. Like, that's you could that's how you could read his performance at the Lima Bean. Yes. Because you know? it, it's sort of, like, half sleepy. <laughs> yes. Maggie, have you, ever, have, you ever had, have you ever had a significant other tell you a long, boring story that you didn't really care much about? Um, no, because I'm always very interested. How dare you? 
<laughs> Mostly, okay. Have you ever had? A, have you ever had a significant other tell you a story where you know that there was mm-hmm. an outcome that you wanted to have happen because you orchestrated mm-hmm. the whole thing, but it's sure. very evident by them telling the story that it wasn't actually that way and also you're a demon who is also, trying also to live, I'm ruin a trickster life. demon who's just getting my feet wet in the big bad world well i think i would probably have a similar reaction yeah exactly uh, that's what i thought try to try to pull my prey closer in yes with ffets of love yes sam and mercedes arrive yes, not together though no, no, Maggie. They arrive, but they're not together. No, they tell they Kurt are. It's very a lie. explicitly. No, it's a lie. It's Mercedes is like, oh, we came in separate cars. We just happened to see each other. It's like, okay. Yeah. Well, sure. It, yeah. Then they hold hands in line. Yes. Cute. I don't really remember if this goes anywhere, but they, it doesn't though, right? Because they're going to do like a summer Sam thing. Mercedes? So that way they don't have to show the white boy and the black girl in a relationship. I think they kiss like once. Okay. Maybe. Cool. Um there is they do sing the summer loving song from Greece. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Uh there's like some weird bossa nova underneath this like <laughs> Sam Sadie's secretive moment. Did you notice that? No, like but it makes a lot of sense. I There's guess. a lot of like strange elevator music during the whole episode. Oh my god! Yeah. And we find out that Kurt is going to spend his summer writing "Pip Pip Hooray," which is a musical about Pippa Middleton. Uh, yes. If you if you don't remember 2011, Pippa Middleton was or is, I guess, the sister of the other, like the the Middleton who married the. The guy. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes the sense. Kate Middleton? Man. The one that got Kate referenced Middleton. two episodes ago? Yeah. Yes. Um, and I like how you, he, she married what? the guy. <laughs> yes, the royal man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Blaine, Blaine is going to work at Six Flags as yes. a singing person, I guess. Whatever. I, yeah, I guess this their local Six Flags has performers. Yeah. They have, That's Maggie. not a very Six Flags thing to do. No. Maggie, they have... They have what what's the name? Cast yeah. members. That's what it is. They no, have that's cast Dis- members. That's Disneyland. <laughs> there, Disneyland has like a whole like weird mentality about the whole thing. I don't think that's a that's a normal thing for theme Maggie, parks. Maggie at Six Flags they show cats every day. <laughs> it's the <laughs> most. It's the longest I, I running like Six the Flags idea that, musical because um, like Six Flags owns what like the WB characters sure. and stuff. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So. Is Blaine going to be wearing, like, a Bugs Bunny suit all day? No, he'll be wearing a Taz suit. Oh, my God. What if Blaine is going to be wearing a bald cap and he's the old man? man. He's the, he's the <laughs> Vangabus old man. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. Uh. <laughs> That's what he's doing all summer is just dancing to, the, to that song. Now I just yes. have that song stuck in my head. Great. Um Sorry. That's okay. Uh, let's, let's then we get to the next scene. Yeah. It's Britanna. Yes. Uh, Brittany and Santana are back at McKinley. They're at their lockers. And we see Santana's handcrafted <laughs> doll. <laughs> yes, she made a she made a Rachel Berry voodoo doll, and it's amazing. She hopes to use it for spells. <laughs> so Santana's still pissed, is what we learned. Of course. That's why she And made she this should doll. be. Everyone yes. rightfully should be. Right. Well, Brittany isn't, is the thing. Well, that's because Brittany's year was all about acceptance and love. Also, she discovered her first family. 
Yeah, because she's an alien. And the and the parents that she apparently has are just uh robots or yeah. something. There's something. Yeah, they're they're humans with they're they're cats in human suits. So <gasps> No, they're okay. So here's what happened. Brittany and Lord Tubbington came to Lima. They landed somehow, I don't know, whatever. Right. Yeah. They came to Lima and then they just got into this house where this this couple was living. Who looked sort of like Britney. And they're like, this will work. Perfect. <laughs> and uh, then they, uh, you know, did some sort of alien mind trick. Where they, they convinced them that they're Britney's parents. Maggie, it, that makes more sense than probably what is actually happening at Britney's house right now. Definitely. There's also a line. So, Britney tells Santana, I love you more than I have loved anyone else in this world. Yeah. Which is Very a weird sweet. specification. Unless you're an alien. <laughs> it's a very sweet scene. It's a very sweet moment. We've got a lot of gay love right in a row here, which is which is nice. That's when Santana's just like, you're my best friend. And they hug. Yeah. And it's just very, very sweet. It's very yeah. sweet. I mean, I wrote down, they, decla- they declare their best friendship for each other, which is not ideal. I need I need more. But you want, this is, you want this it is to be step. full on romantic. You want them making yes. out in the McKinley hallway. Yes. I but want who them... doesn't? Yeah, that's true. Uh. So the next scene is is making out at McKinley, but it's straight, <laughs> so it's allowed Boo. on Fox. It is Finchel in the library. Rachel talks about how artists need to feel their feelings, like that's the only way. Well, well Maggie, that Which was... is an explanation for Finn's very inappropriate, unprofessional, <laughs> horrible behavior. <laughs> Maggie, that was definitely Rachel just fishing for a compliment because she's telling Finn, what were you feeling in that moment? Wink, wink. Like, (laughs) tell me I'm pretty. Finn, Hey, listen. (laughs) Finn is good for nothing except for complimenting her. Okay? Like, let her get it. (laughs) So my favorite part about this scene, the reason Finn is hiding in the library is because everyone hates him and he's a bad leader. Which are both true. Like, those are just true statements. Yeah, they're Um, just true. That's where Rachel tells him that she's still leaving for New York when she graduates. Her dream has not changed, even though they shared that Superman kiss. Right. And Finn's like, oh, well, what are you doing before graduation, huh? We still got a year. Wink. And then they kiss. And that's the thing. The other note that I had, Rachel reveals that they're going to nationals next year. Because well, she says that she's sure they'll have another chance, <laughs> right? And we do, we do get confirmation that this is the end of junior year. So last year was sophomore year, which doesn't make any sense for star quarterback and all of the things. But well, whatever. In the pilot, Rachel tells us she's a sophomore, right? But so I don't believe all of these other people are also sophomores. Like, yeah, it doesn't. That doesn't make sense. You couldn't pay me enough to believe that Puck is a soft or was a sophomore last year well, or is a junior re- this year. Do you remember the thunderclap? Quinn yes. was head cheerleader her freshman year. Right, which makes no sense. Anyway, that's the, the, the whole thing. Yeah. And then Rachel pulls Finn off to the final New Directions meeting of the year. And that's when Will presents them with the tiniest trophy. We don't yes. see, uh, we're not like actually in the choir room. The camera stays outside looking in uh, yes. and everybody's cheering and happy. And that's the, well, the end. Yeah, the camera pans off to the side for some reason. It's it's a real weird way to end a season, huh? Like, not great. 
Yeah, it is. So, I mean, they are cheering, I guess. Yeah, but they're cheering for 12th place. Like, But at least what? they're happy and together. God. Yeah, I guess so. My, the, there's also, right before we get into the choir room, we find out that Emma put up a banner for them that said, oh, yes. congrats on 12th place. Good on you, which is very good. Good on you. Yeah, this is, it's done. That's that's it's the done. finale for season that's two. That's season two. Which... It, it is kind of a um, a, a whimper rather than a bang. But what <laughs> yes. can you do? You know, like write a better when... finale. <laughs> that's true. Just write a better show overall. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the episode overall, though, in the podcast business. Podcast business. That was our You're original wel- song. You're welcome. We're going to win nationals. <laughs> New York wrote it for me. <laughs> but it's a metaphor. And metaphors are important. Gold stars are important. Because gold, gold stars, stars are a metaphor, metaphor for, for me being, being a star. star. <laughs> okay, so speaking of that, let's let's talk about our gold stars for this episode. Who, who are you going to give your gold star to, Maggie? I think I'm going to give my gold star half to Brittany. Okay. Uh, because I really liked all of her performances sure. uh, and the speech that she gives to Santana at the end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I want to give my other half hmm, hmm, maybe to Santana also. Maybe just to Santana. Just sure. give Britannia yeah. the star together because uh, Santana's performances are all really good also. Yeah. I was a big fan of um, her part in the New York mashup. Sure. Even though you hated the number. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? I'm sticking to that because I hate it. I hate it a lot. It's not so good. What's your, so what's your gold star? I'm giving my gold star to Patti Lapone because she's a wonderful person. That No, that's great. <laughs> I like that. So let's talk about best numbers. We yes. have My Cup. Right. <laughs> which is <laughs> sadly short then yes. uh the new york mashup i yep. love new york and new york new york still got tonight which is matthew morrison's original song yep yeah his um his original number himself uh do you think that's why like there's a whole push Scene for, for original songs yeah may Ooh. was because Maybe. people were gonna be trying to put out albums by themselves or something Maybe. That is one of the things. It doesn't make any sense as to why they pulled out original songs in season two. Yeah. Did they not think they were going to get a season three? Maybe. I feel I like that's sort wish. of a good a good guess. I mean, remember we had that big Sue episode last episode. Right, where we finished up everything with Sue. Yeah. yeah. I, we definitely have a third season, though, so whatever. Yep. And uh, the original songs aren't very good is the thing i think i would like the original songs plot line better if the songs were even past good (laughs) so the next the next number is bella note uh, done by the boys for good by uh kurt and rachel yeah the usher song uh, that we only see part of as long as you're there the song done by vocalage ronald sung by sunshine yep then pretending the Finchel duet number and light up the world the group is number. another original song 18's a ridge yep 
Well, Maggie, what do you think was the best song this episode? God. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go for the New York mashup. Okay. Because yeah, I, I mean... think it's uh, for a couple reasons. One, I like the the singing of it all. I don't find the, I guess, juvenile lyrics is your complaint. Yeah, well, I, okay. I, don't, I don't think that's the case. They, they rhyme. Okay, Madonna in this song rhymes mad, sad, and glad. So Can't... what? Get out of here. Get so, out. Wha- whatever. Write a better song. You are... No, whatever. I like that there's um a lot of different cuts. You know, we see oh, sure. yeah. a bunch of different locations, and they're all just sort of running around, and they have some balloons. Yeah. It's just fun. It's fun. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Is there anything else you want to bring up on your love for this mashup? No. Okay. My pick is for good. Um, of course it is, you yeah. gay trash. <laughs> Thank you. Um, That's mean, no, but you, come on. You, you know what, though? We have needed this number since the first season when they did Defying Gravity and they yeah. butchered it as a duet for some totally. reason. It's beautiful. It's wonderful to actually have a real duet from Wicked with Kurt, <laughs> with Kurt and Rachel. It's a big signifier for their, for their continued relationship and where yeah. their friendship is going. Totally. Yeah. I, I can appreciate it for all those things. I also like it as a number by itself. Well, I wasn't going to pick one. I wasn't going to pick the mashup I don't like. And two, I wasn't going to pick any of these fucking original yeah. songs because no, fuck all of they're them. They're not good. They're not even memorable. Like, <laughs> Although, I'm... I do have to give a shout out to My Cup. <laughs> yeah, My Cup is actually the most catchy of all of them. I feel like <laughs> the other ones just sort of go in my ear and then trickle out the other side and i can't even i can't hum them i don't know what they <laughs> nope. sound like yeah i don't either i i can sing my cup though because it's very catchy my cup my cup <laughs> yeah, because... saying what's up to my cup my cup i do i just love your cup um yeah i <laughs> so that's the episode well, no, no, Maggie, done. rating rating we have to do rating I know, which is why we have to do the rating <laughs> i am gonna give it one and a half slushies okay. uh the big slushy is for will's garbage i don't sure. care about crossroads i don't care about dustin Goolsby. i don't care about how attractive will finds the new direction members i'm not really interested in any of that and yeah. um the other half or how bi- how big his dick is yeah, and how how it needs an extra large shirt, like yeah. The uh, the other half of slushy is for the Finchel garbage. Uh, sure. I do like the sort of like New York fantasy moments right. with uh, Rachel yeah. and Finn when he's not talking, uh, when he's right. just sort sure. of standing around as a prop. When when I'm he's okay. a piece of meat, yeah, yeah, I'm okay with it, which I think is similar to Rachel's feelings. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. it's definitely it's definitely the way Quinn feels, and also mm-hmm. works very well for Quinn. So, yeah, yep. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going for one and a half slushies. I don't think it's the best season finale we've seen, uh, but it. I don't know if the last season's was all that good either. I can't. I can barely remember it. Yep, that's uh, part of this is I really can't compare it to last season's finale. I remember the midway season finale from last season where they sing the "My Life Would Suck Without You." happens at the end of season one i think will and emma no isn't it emma's wedding no that's the first that's the first that's the midway one that i'm thinking of right now 
the midway season finale. Um, they come in third. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't it's, remember. Oh is god, that what happens? Oh man. Okay, I'm looking it up. Uh, okay, what are you gonna rate this episode? Yeah. So I'm giving it two out of five slushies, mostly because I think, like in general. This is different than normal Glee for the most part because they're in New York. Yeah. You know, we get some new stuff. That's fun. But like you're talking about, there's some Will garbage. There's some Finchel garbage. There's even some like stuff that like just as you were saying how they like break into the Gershwin Theater, but we don't see any of it. Like none of it, none of it really makes sense. And like, that's the thing. I think once again, we have to come back to this problem where either Glee needs to be really ham like just lean into the camp really hard yeah or it needs to be realistic and it can't make up its mind and it just tries to do both and it doesn't make any sense when and it tries it, to yeah do it both. doesn't do either of them well because no. it, it can't decide no and uh you know i don't think it's too much of a detraction that they they're not telling us every single facet no, of yeah. every story i don't think that's a bad thing because when they do that it is really bad penis yeah and, and super annoying and you have to write so many notes uh, there's just a lot of strange artistic choices this episode yeah the pacing is actually sort of all right like i i right, finished yeah. the episode and i was like wow that went by so fast it's over <laughs> yeah i guess that's true yeah the the note i did make if this is all a fever dream mm-hmm. concocted by blaine i give it half a slushy out of five because okay it's if it's a fever dream, I'm all in with this. It doesn't make any sense. All the original songs are terrible. The The fact that all of them are so convinced that they're going to win nationals doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, that like, is the <laughs> suspension of disbelief that our characters have is astounding. I can't believe that they're all sort of convinced that they're very, very good. Glee lies to us every day to say, oh, these kids are really bad. Everyone hates them because they're not very good. They're underdogs. And then they come to nationals and suddenly we're just supposed to be on board with all of them thinking that they're the shiz. Like they're all really, really good. Like, no. What? (laughs) It just doesn't make any sense at all. It's, it's sort of like if you told if you told a writer the idea of Glee and like who these characters, what archetypes they're portraying, this is the finale they would write right. knowing that they're going to New York, you know? Yeah. Like, like they kept Brad Falchuk locked up in a room all season, didn't let him <laughs> see any of the scripts, and then they're like, "Okay, we kept you fresh for the right, finale. Yeah. Are you can you can you hit it out of the park?" And he's like, "I'll do my best." <laughs> Everyone, Finchel's not together. Oh, damn! I'm gonna have to write a whole thing. <laughs> like I was saying last episode, we thought that Ryan Murphy was the one who was pushing for Rachel and Finn to be together, but like maybe not, because like there's a lot of that in this episode that just doesn't make any sense. Like Finn is just like suddenly, but it's into back her. and forth. It's back yeah. and forth. You yeah. know, because Rachel turns him down and is like, "Hey, no, my dreams," and then. <laughs> Even when they are, quote unquote, together again uh, yeah. in the library, she's like, I'm still going to New York. So my dreams come first. Right. Which, Who I knows? mean, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, Maybe I it's placating know. Ryan. It's being like, hey, listen, you can have you can have Finn and Rachel make out. It's fine. But remember, we're sending her to New York. Okay? It's yes. happening. Yeah, I guess, I guess really the challenge here is how are you going to get Finn to New York? Um, which... 
that's what next season is about. By plane, probably. Well, yeah. Thank you, Maggie. Um, You're what welcome. was the first season finale about? Because I don't remember. So it's called Journey to Regionals. Oh my God! They sang all Journey. At yeah, regionals. and they sang all Journey. They did. Uh, oh. So this is when Quinn gives birth to Beth. Oh my God! How did we forget that? Yeah, and like, Jesse does the Queen mashup. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah. During her, during her, her during birth, the, during the birth. <laughs> the Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> oh my God! Oh man, uh, I I and missed then that. They then they end the uh, the episode first by singing to Will to Sir with Love. Oh shit! Yeah, and then Will sings over the rainbow to them right okay that was the thing that's like during this episode there was the part where will walks in with the pizzas and, and all of them are like we know what you're doing and he was like oh no and i was like oh god is this another to stir with love situation <laughs> luckily it was not but uh. i yeah at least they're less like self-congratulatory <laughs> that's this so true season finale you know it's less like wow we did such a good job this season y'all aren't you proud well, you know what's weird about it? The first season ended with that finale where they were super self-congratulatory and it was just disgusting. And this season finale, they ended where all of the characters thought they did a really good job, but they didn't. So it was kind of the opposite. I'm not going to give them any credit for that. I think it's still poor writing, but it at least mirrors how like the second season, everyone in the show seems to think that everything has gone really well, but we have not liked this season, I would say. We're, we're going to find out next week. but I, I'm actually pretty excited for next week because yeah. I want to hear what what our final conclusion is. I'm not really sure. I have, I'm also leaning towards the feeling that this season has been poor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, that's, that's part of this. I, I need to finish that up. If you weren't here for the season one finale or you just haven't listened to it for some reason, what we do is – so next week we're going to talk about – uh, the entire season two. We're going to go through, we're going to talk about what the ratings for all of our episodes were, um, what the you know overall ratings are, um, what numbers were the best from the entire season, who got the most gold stars during the season. Yeah. We're also um, going to decide a comedy number yes. as well. Yeah, so let's, let's talk about it. So, like, so we're going to have, so last time around, we kind of broke it up into numbers. So we said best solo, best duet, and best group number. Um, do we want to do that again for this one? I think so. Best solo, best duet, best group number, and best comedy number. Okay. Because there's more, like, specifically supposed to be jokes right. songs yeah. this season. Yeah. Feel free. Feel free to tell us what you think the best numbers were, but we'll have already recorded um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that yeah. episode You're before right. this goes live, so it doesn't matter anyway. Um, Whatever. What can yeah. you do? You can let us know those numbers on Twitter. If you go, uh, you can tweet us at SNM Hate Glee. And you can also find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash SNM Hate Glee. Yeah, totally. You can connect with us by writing us emails at SNM Hate Glee at gmail.com. We'll read them on the show. And you can tweet at us with your gold stars and slushy ratings. Lastly, if you like what we do and you 
want to share the bounty of capitalism that has been bestowed upon you in one way or another, we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash snmhakely, and you can get bonus content. We have a kind of sub podcast i guess called sam and maggie like stuff that currently has an episode that is out on our patreon probably doing another one of those in the next couple of weeks we haven't like spoilers we're probably going to be doing it about a very potter musical because that was a suggestion um and it also has darren chris which is going to be a delight sort of of sort of a glee uh crossover synergy that sort of garbage uh yeah if you want to hear those you can donate at i think it's the five dollar level on our patreon or is it i think it's actually any level any level any level you'll hear them you'll also see our notes uh and that's don't you don't you want to (laughs) i don't know yeah well maggie maggie's notes actually nowadays are actually very nice because they're computerized because she's using her tablet which is digital notes yeah um so that's the, it though that's yeah. the whole ding dang thing and that's the whole ding dang season thank yes. you so much for listening to it uh yeah. so- and sorry us, I guess. for making yeah. you suffer through even like I, I feel bad even if people aren't watching glee like they still have to sort sort of consume the content by listening to us well maggie we're and i definitely... want to apologize for the show but we're definitely making it much more bearable i think that's like, a, that's generous. <laughs> I mean, at least when we have when like at least when we're like, oh, she speaks in Spanish because the show is trying to portray her as a firecracker Latina. Um, we're making it clear that that's not okay. You yeah, know, like, that it's heinously racist. <laughs> of course. Well, we'll retreat. We're we're gonna deal with that. Come back next week with the finale of our season. But until that time, I've been Sam and I've been Maggie, and we hate Glee. From the top. Hooray!